You are now tuned in to, to Clearly Culture. Hi, right, guys. We are back. Clearly Cultured podcast for a special episode today. I am here with Odatari. Hey. And also here with special guest co-host Brandon Buckingham. Guys, are y'all ready? Yeah. Boop, boop, yeah. doing the damn thing. All right. So let's, let's get started. So first and foremost, Odatari, let me ask you. How'd you come up with the name? What does Odatari mean? So, my dad is from Palestine. I'm Palestinian. Shout out Palestine. Shout out Palestine. Free Palestine. <laughs> when, before he came here, I'm not exactly too sure on like how it all works. His our originally, our original family last name is Adi, but it's spelled O-D-E-H. So it's in Arabic, it's like Audi. And uh, he had to change it coming here for, I think like citizenship reasons or something. So, and then uh, I changed it. My name comes from ODE is the first part. ODE is Audi. And then Tari comes from the Tari system, the gaming system, which a lot of my music is heavily influenced by video games. So Oda Tari. So you, you love video games? I love video games. What's your favorite video game? Kingdom Hearts, bro. That's Everybody it. knows that. Everybody, it's shit. like synonymous with him, Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. It's you got the chain on? Saved my life. No, I left it at home. Yeah, he's always got this Kingdom Hearts chain he wears. <laughs> they so, know about it. So, so where are you from? Houston. I was born here, but originally Palestine. My uh, dad's from Palestine. Mom's from Africa. So, so let me ask you. So, so right now, obviously going crazy on the music scene, right? Mm -hmm. What what got you into music? Man, uh, ever since a kid, I love music. Like uh, I think what really got me into music. My my older brother's a percussionist, and like he used to play. Uh, Led Zeppelin and shit Like he had the CDs And I would wake up at like 5 in the morning At like 3, 4 years old Put the CD in The, the little the little CD players and, and then I would just like Act like I was the guitarist like just, and, and my parents My dad had like this surround sound I turned that shit up It's 5 in the morning It would come down screaming at me bro Like what the fuck are you doing Like you know, just shit like that. Like, and then with the video games I used to play as a kid, I would just listen to the music, all the like I'd Zelda, Ocarina of Time soundtracks. It's just soundtrack, bro. Like, I would just go to sleep to it. It always enticed me. When when did you start making music? When I first, like, when I really started making it, I was like 13. There was a song by Tyler the Creator. It's called Jamba, and in the chorus, they had these chords that were so like they were so unorthodox. And it made you feel like a certain, I don't know how to explain it. I was like, I want to learn how to make this because this feeling, like, it's like, it's like, a, it's, it's nostalgia, but it's like familiar, it's familiar a little bit, but it's unfamiliar. It's just like that little void of like, I don't know, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like, I wanted that, that feeling I got. It's like, that's how I want all my music to sound. That's like that, what I try to incorporate from that moment. What, so. what kind of genre would you label your music? We call it Odie Core. It's 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 not a it's not one genre. It's just I don't know. It's, it's, an a, it's final boss music. It's final boss music. Like you 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 want to you want to hit a new PR at the gym. You know you you don't have any motivation when you get out of bed. Like just all these different that anime fight, seeing Goku go Super Saiyan three, like. That feeling, like that's don't touch us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what what label are you with right now? I'm with APG right now. And how did that come about? Uh, well, I had two song. Uh, well, no, I had one song going crazy at the time. 
It was called Narcissistic Personality Disorder. Uh, shout out Mike, Mike Karen. He heard the track. He booked a flight right down to Houston to come talk to me. And he's like, you know, I really see this for you. And he was super genuine. I, I was talking to a lot of labels at the time, but they were kind of treating me like like some bitch to, like, fly out, you know? Like, I, I don't know how to, if that like makes sense. they wanted you to come to them. Yeah, yeah. Like, and Mike just flew down here, and he gave me the best opportunity out of everybody. He hit him so. with that in-call experience. Yeah. Audie's not doing no out calls. You got to come to him. <laughs> and, and, when, when, and when did you sign that deal? Uh, April 25th, I think. Of this year? Yes. A couple so months th- ago. So this, this is a new deal for you. It just happened so fast, bro. And that was going to be my next question is, is when, when, when making music and then all of a sudden now you got, you got a record label. Yeah. And then tell me a little bit about the streams right now. So, so w- what are you averaging per month right now? I don't know, somewhere between uh, 150, 300 million streams a month. A month? Yeah. 28 days. That is incredible. And, and, and for a lot of the guys and people that are going to be watching this, what are some things, some, some inspirational or some motivational or just some things that you want to tell people that are just coming up? Because mm-hmm. it seems like, you know, this is starting to catch and it, mm-hmm. and it, and it caught on in just, just a short period of time. Yeah. Um, what is something you can tell people some advice you could give them? Um, first and foremost, you know, like stop trying to fit in with uh, what's going on in music currently. Um, do, have fun and experiment. And then I was talking to Brandon about this is if you're just coming up, please don't read or like give any attention to the hate. You're going to get a lot of hate. You're going to get a lot of pushback, especially when you're doing something new. And just turn all that shit off and just focus on the craft. Focus on what got you here. At the end of the day, just want, I mean, trying to, trying to make it out, just trying to get paid, right? So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody thinks. I mean, if I were to talk to myself a couple months ago, that would be my biggest advice is, like, it's going to get crazy. Just ignore it. Like, nothing's going to stop you as long as you keep going. You know, I love that. Yeah, I, lo- I love that. And so you said back in the day, pops used to yell at you when you would turn that music up. Let me ask you, mm-hmm. what does the family think now with with all the success you've Man, had? And it was so, it was so tight. Like at the time, I was I was a substitute teaching. I got fired because wait, I, you were a teacher? I was a substitute teacher. Yeah, uh, full time. I hear that. <laughs> yeah, at we a got high two school. Teachers, yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I was a chill one. I didn't give a fuck what none of them did. I'll come in. I put my computer on my desk trying to figure out how to make this shit pop and um, I got it fired because you know it was it was kind of a ghetto school they had a drug big drug problem they was hitting dab pens and shit in the class under the sleeve like selling under the table and shit I didn't care like there's nothing I can do about like I'm 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 there as a substitute teacher at 23 these kids are like 17, 18. We're not, not that cop. much older. And you're yeah. not a cop. And and these are grown men still. Like I'm not I'm not finna I'm not finna argue or fight with I don't care. Right. They want right. you to be a, they right. want you to be a security guard, yeah. a guidance counselor, mm-hmm. a cop, a behavioral management specialist. I'm yeah. just trying to teach. Like, exactly. Man. I, I didn't give a fuck. They smelt it, came in, fired me, lost my job. So boom. Then my neighbors, the place I was living in, I was renting out a condo, um, trying to evict me, sue me. Do whatever they can to get me out. I had negative 200 bucks. My dad's stressing. 
I'm like, just chill. Like, I think I figured this shit out. Because the music started going up, but right when I got fired, it exploded. It started going up, but you don't get, you don't start seeing money until right. like two, three months later. So my dad's so used to like, it's going to work. This is about to happen. This is about to happen. And then once he's, he was like, you got to figure it out because you're about to be like pretty much homeless, couch hopping. I can't help you anymore. Right. And then once that check came in, I showed him the money. He was like, he cried. What was it yeah. a check from? What, what, from YouTube? APG. Oh, my from, label. From, from the actual label. Yeah, I signed. Good, 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 good deal. And um, I think that's the best feeling about it. It's just, it's not the money. It's that my parents are like, finally trust me and proud of me, you know? Yeah. That's unbelievable. That's, and, and, and do you have do you have any kids of your own? No kids. Not yet. Yeah. So maybe 28. 20. How old are you right now? 23. You got. You still got some years left. You haven't yeah, even gotten to your. You haven't even got to your prime yet. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be a good dad right now. Because <laughs> you're, you're focusing more on the craft itself, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, and and where do you where do you envision yourself? You know, because you said at 20. When, where do you envision yourself five years from now in this? Um. Pro, I, what I envision myself doing is because I had love for video games in the beginning. That's what got me here. Uh, I just want to full on score video games, movies. Uh, soundtracks write for other people produce I, I don't really like being too much in the I, i'm a i like staying inside i don't i don't like super attention i get super anxious when i have to perform i hate honestly introverted. Hate that shit. yeah introverted. so i want to be impactful on the back end more so than anything in the future but right now i just got to do what i have to do man that's yeah. okay I, I love it and uh let me ask you like what's one of the craziest moments you had since since being an artist like I would say, like, like, or it could be like a, like, what is like one of the craziest shows or something that's yeah. happened in the studio? Um, something you could share with us. The craziest moment for me when it really hit me how crazy this shit was. My whole, the whole time, the whole like past three, four months has all been numbers on a screen, so it doesn't really compute, really. And um, buying a house was cool. But when I had my first show in L.A., I wasn't even supposed to perform. It was just like a surprise pop-out. The artist was like, can you come just, like, surprise everybody? I came. Shout out Kenny. It was Kenny's shows. Um, I was just chilling in the crowd. It was like 500 people. All of a sudden, people started lining up, asking for, like, autographs, pictures, asking me to draw some shit on them so they could go tattoo it. Oh and then getting on stage, I got really anxious they played one second of the song. Everybody started screaming. And then all of a sudden, this huge mosh pit opened up. Everybody started going crazy. And, like, there's a video of it where you just see me, like, looking at the crowd. I'm like, New York, what up? And I look at the crowd. I'm like, holy shit. Like, that moment right there where I saw the screen numbers translate to real life and the, the love and then just hearing everyone scream your shit. Definitely the craziest moment. Will you also life. call that kind of like your that that aha moment? Like, man, this this thing is really big. Yeah, me and my manager Brad cried. And that was when we cried. It wasn't when we got the money. It wasn't when nothing. It was when we we saw the the love. We we got an Uber, bro. It's so emotional, and I started bawling out crying because it's like, oh wow, you know, I mean, like you, we did it. You're seeing the physical impact that the sounds you've put out there right. are making on people, which is crazy. Yeah. But me and Audie great. met in uh, early 2021 when I had like 30,000 subscribers. And how many monthly listeners do you think you had? 
I think I had like 2,000 monthly listeners. Yeah, and it's been wild seeing, because he's friends with so many different YouTubers. He's seen so many different people blow up. Like, he's seen me go from mm-hmm. wherever to six figures. Who else? Hooligan Christian, you, Canel. you watch, Canel Joseph. Even Brad, like, Brad's dad is, is uh, Scarface. And, wow. you know, like, we, we've always been around it, but nobody really fucked with it because it was just... I mean, Scarface fucked with it. He's right, always right, been right. with us. But um, as far as in the industry, you know, everyone has this huge-ass ego. They don't want to start working until they see there's something they can gain from it. So I guess seeing it all, though, in advance really helped prepare uh, for what, what, what it is now. And I got to ask you, as far as, like, let's, let's call it your bucket list. What is, uh, what is like, what are some people you really want to work with that you haven't had a chance to work with yet? Mm. Um, definitely Yeet, anyone from Homicide, Playboy Cardi, Uzi, you know, Travis, Don, definitely. Those are my main ones. And the thing is, you, you know, you're, you're from Houston, right? Yeah. Which is just like, just so much culture out here. Yeah. What do you feel that your music adds to that Houston culture? Well, in my music, um, you never have one thing going on. So it'll start off slow, and then it'll speed up. And then at the end, it's, it's a slow part of the song, like that screw shit. And I love slow, slow screw music, so I try to incorporate that in all my music. Definitely, this is the main thing for sure. Here's a crazy story. Whenever he got signed, you I were actually, there, yeah. I oh, actually, you were there? Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Because, like, yeah, so we've been, we've been homies for over two years now. I actually had to, if I can't say this, I actually had to lend him money for gas and food yeah. just to come hang out. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, not, even like, not even like we're filming, like, mm-hmm. just to hang out, play Smash Bros, and chill. Yeah. So I had to, that's how, that's the position he was in. Mm-hmm. And it actually happened during Ramadan, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, while well, I was fasting. So he was fasting and, and, and being filled with religious positivity and right. spirit. When and you the, signed the deal during Ramadan. Yeah. The song he made is inspired by Ramadan and the guilt he felt by the decisions I was drinking. I, I was like, you know, this is my, my chance to, to, to get right with God. And uh, I said I wasn't going to drink this whole month of Ramadan. And four or five days in, I did after my fast, after I broke my fast. And uh, I felt so guilty. I made a song. The song was Narcissistic Personality Disorder, which is the one that blew up. Mm-hmm. And um, it's funny. It's like a, it, it's just about, you know, like, forget, like, forgive me. Like, I fucked up. You yeah. Know? Rage, love, so lust hard. on fire. Yeah, it's rage. It's, it's anger. It's, it's sadness. It's, so you know? many different Demonic emotions. forces. Yeah, yeah. It, so. was, it, it felt like that. It was weird. It was like I'm fighting with de- my own demons, you know. And it, the, I think it really translated into the music. You feel it. So, so let me ask you, because, you know, you know, so you don't really, as far as, like, drinking and smoking, you try to abstain from most of that? I try. But I fucked up when I was a kid. I did a lot of drugs. Uh, I didn't have, like, the best childhood growing up. We weren't poor or nothing like that, but uh, definitely uh, came from a pretty abusive household. And once I got out that situation, uh, I... I think i connected with the wrong type of people and uh i I got into the wrong type of things with substance abuse and shit and uh i did a lot of xanax i did a lot of acid i did everything everything you could think of and i think you know a lot of it being fake shit too right right and me not even caring knowing so 
uh, fuck my brain up. Like I'm, I, I, would, I'm, I think I'm pretty much permafried from all the fake acid I've done. They say he's got the brain of a 95 year old man that got hit by a car. <laughs> they say that. They don't God. say that. I don't know who said it, but someone said it. Oh like God. everyone watching <laughs> says that. And um, that's how his music's so good. He forgets what he did one second after he did it. It's weird. It's really weird. And and I don't drink to have fun. I really do drink to, like, anytime I have a lot of flashbacks of, like, really bad trips. And um, it fucks with me. So drinking really, again, like, I'm not, like, some super crazy alcoholic. But when I do drink, it's because something is, I'm not feeling good. Right, right. You know? So, so it's, it, it also kind of plays kind of like the mental health side. Yes. You know, yeah. you, you, you go through those bouts and, and you kind of offset that, you know, via drinking and other things to kind of get those emotions and feelings off. Now, on the flip side of that, though, is that why you feel like music's been such a great outlet for you, too? Because instead Ooh. of having to lean on substances, now you get to lean on your craft and your art and, and through music. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um you know, it, it causes pressure, though, right? It's a lot of pressure. In the yeah. entertainment industry, if he if he pulls up somewhere looking mopey and down, that's a problem. He knows he has to be in good spirits and stuff. Fake, yeah, right. You know? And drinking, you're, you're you know, too. Like, you're like a brand too. Yeah. You get it too. Absolutely. You can't come to the closet all down. I, I can't. I can't because yeah. at the end of the day, we're a brand. You know, yeah. you, so got, be, you gotta you gotta perform, as they say. It you becomes know? like a cyclical pattern of like, oh, now I'm feeling anxious. I gotta drink a little bit to get. I mean, look at me. I'm drinking right now. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's you might have a little bit of your birthday's tomorrow, so you can turn up a little bit, Brandon. You get to turn up a little bit, Brandon. All right. But I think it's amazing to watch Audi be around all these different people who are blowing up on YouTube and whatever, whatever. He never was jealous. He was never a hater. He was always supportive, never switched up. And then he had his moment and it was like a hundred X what anyone else around him did. And he's the same person and he could have given up. I mean, what over almost a decade of making music, yeah. everyone around you is doing it. You're not doing it. Oh, you could get negative. He didn't get negative and he made it happen. Think about doing music for like what, 10 years. And 10 then you years. switch, you, you switch up the formula. You don't get uh, demotivated and then Look what happens. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And, and, and so you told me, obviously, you know, you're a lot more of an introvert. Yeah. So let's say Rolling Loud hits you up and they want you to do a set. You going to do the set? Uh, probably not yet. Uh, I wouldn't do a set at something like Rolling Loud until I for sure know that uh, it's going to be received well. Because I'm in a niche uh, and it's very underground still. But uh, we're, we're breaking through mainstream. And right now, I, I really do also love more so the connection of smaller shows the personal um you know you get real personal with your fans at a show like warehouse live or something like absolutely. that absolutely you know where it's like 500 to a thousand people as opposed to like a hundred thousand people at rolling loud like um growing up uh travis scott's sister actually went to my middle school and um i was like 14 15 we were pretty close friends and she took me to to a lot of his beginning shows in Al Faro, the Al Faro days. And it was just at Warehouse Live, 500, 800 people, something like that. And uh, those concerts were way more memorable to me than any concert I've been where it's like a festival or anything, you know? Like when you ask me what's the best concert I've ever been to, it's like Denzel Curry at Warehouse Live or Travis Scott at Warehouse Live, like the beginning days where it's like everyone is just like, oh, it's a different energy. You know what's yeah. crazy? You bring up Warehouse Live because that's also where Drake did his first show, right? Mm. And and I and that's still like a core memory for me because I was there. I got to witness that. And then when Bun B comes out, he was real emotional. And uh, and I feel like you know that, like you said, you know, yeah, you can perform a, with a bunch of people. Yeah. But when you have a smaller group of people, it kind of hits a little bit different. And they're just you know? there for you. 
It's crazy. And it makes it, I feel like it makes it more authentic too, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. It's a different vibe. So I see you like drip too, man. You got the Travis Scott hoodie on, the Supreme beanie, yeah. awesome chain. You know, what? how do you feel music and fashion? Why do you feel like the two are so like symbiotic together now? Your image is important in general, you know? I think, uh, like I said, I think everything in terms of like video games. So you got to customize your character, you know? I feel like your music, your sound, and your fashion needs to make, make sense together. Like that beanie he has gives him plus five smithing. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree on that too. Yeah. Even even when, I, even when I first met you, you had, you know you had the chrome hard hoodie on. You know it's like you said it, it's it's about that image. You know at the end of the day though, I feel like the art speaks more than anything. It does. You it know does. And that's the most important thing. That uh, image comes afterwards. I feel like. And I feel like it was crazy because like the first day I meet you, right? Like you know, granted you got hundreds of millions of of, of, of views and listens. And yet you're in here with Brandon supporting him. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like a moment where you're like holding the mic for Brandon. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, you're you're up here, but you're yeah. such a you're such a humble person. How how do you keep how do you keep that way? How do you stay humble? I don't know. I just um, I, I just don't feel any different. Nothing's changed internally. So externally, yeah, but internally everything's the same. And uh, it also just doesn't, it doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like anything really crazy has happened. And I, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm just grateful for that in any way because I don't want to, I've been egoed so much by everyone in this industry and uh, I, I hate them. And I don't want to be that to somebody else. One thing that you know? makes us relate while we get along really good, we don't want to be treated differently. Yeah, you know I hate that shit. We don't want that. So like, if you were to switch up on Audi, like it just wouldn't work out. Cause like, you're not changing. People around you are changing. And yeah. You can imagine how many people are trying to change around him, act like they were fucking with him from the beginning when they never were fucking with him, and you know, he doesn't want that. I agree. And then let me ask you, like somebody just coming up, and let's say they don't have like the biggest movement behind them, but let's say they're polishing their craft. Let's say they're getting in the studio. Let's say they meet you in the stu studio. Are you willing to work with them? Oh yeah, bro. Of course. I have. I hit this artist up today. That has like a hundred followers. Like, just because I fuck with his music. I don't care what you have. As long as it sounds dope, that's all that matters to me. I Energy over clout, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Audie, would you tell Mike a little bit what Sonic the Hedgehog means to you? <laughs> Bro, Sonic <laughs> the Hedgehog is what literally took everything off. And when I was substitute teaching, trying to figure out how to get this shit pop, I was making TikToks trying to figure out how to make it less about the music at first because you have a you have one second to get someone's attention on tiktok before they scroll like this absolutely um i would just take sonic or shadow and create these voice generated uh, um, things they would say through an ai and i would make them say some crazy shit like uh sit on my face like yeah just, uh when i tell you to sit on my face don't just put 10 percent of your body weight down fucking sit on it sit like a chair I don't want to fucking breathe. And I would put that over some sonic edit or shadow edits where it seems like he's saying it. And then after he's done saying it, the music's playing in the background. And then it cuts to my song where he's just going crazy like an edit. And that shit would get two, three, four, five million views. And I kept doing that until people started copying. It got oversaturated. Then I was able to uh, just like do it based off the music. But yeah, Sonic and Shadow, save that. They're the ones that blew my shit up, bro. It's not all them. They're his god. What a crazy story. <laughs> That's why I wanted them to say it. That's the craziest story yeah. ever, man. Yeah, they're, and they're it's the real. Ones. 
Yeah. It's I want to know some other stuff. Tell me some things also I don't know about you. Maybe they don't know, you know, um, in the YouTube world. Tell some things that make you who you are today. Um, honestly, I, I would just say the experiences I have with, with everyone in the community in general. Um, you know, as far as, like, not switching up and shit. Like, just meeting Brandon early on. Uh, meeting Canel early on. Uh, just kind of being in it for a while um, and seeing how weird people are and how weird this shit gets, it prepared me and him. And and I think that's just, it, it just like integrated in our brains to never be like that because we don't like those people, you know? Like well, for instance, when I, when I came up, like I didn't know anyone. I was never around anyone who was internet famous or anything. So I, it was all new to me. Like I feel like he, he was lucky because he was so surrounded about it by it. Where like he got to see what was up and then now he's got to make like good ass decisions because he already was hit before coming into it. That's yeah. And let me ask you, was there any like was there any like maybe major artist or an artist in general that, that's given you some some direction or, or yeah. some advice that, that tell me, tell me about it. Um Black Bear, actually. His name's Black Bear. Um, DM me when I had, like, 10K followers. Uh, and we're, we've been working on some on some shit. But recently, you know, as, as shit gets bigger, so does the hate. Uh, because it happened so fast, I'm not used to it. I don't, I don't, and I had to cut that shit off. I had to stop reading it. And um, he he messaged me, and he was like, you know, it's funny you're saying all this because when I wrote uh, Boyfriend for Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber was going up on stage because he got nominated. Everyone was booing him. And in a way, it felt like I was being booed because I wrote that shit, you know? Uh, don't let that shit get to you because, I mean, look at him now. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't even matter at that point when the, num the numbers speak for itself. And just like his his insights and his stories that he's had to tell me about his journey through all this shit, uh, is really is really helped and inspired me a lot to just like it doesn't matter. Most people don't give a fuck. Most people care more about your product than what you got going on. Unless you're a pedophile or a groomer, then you're fucking weird. But um, other than that, like you know. It was great, great answer. Major yeah. shout, made shout out to Black Bear, man. At the yeah, end of the day, you know, for for him to reach out to you, you know, even when you were at on the coming up phase, you know, and he's been writing and doing music for for a while too. Yeah. I mean, I've even heard about him. You know, yeah. he's 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 big time. He's you know, big time, bro. So for him to reach out, I feel like that's that's very authentic and genuine to him, and I feel like that's something that that resonates with you, mm -hmm. and it's something that you getting up the chart and moving up that's something that you can help others with you know because right, yeah. nowadays it, like you said it's not so much for you it's about helping others and spreading positivity you know the you know wearing the jewelry and, and the cool clothes is, is one segment of that but who you are to me is the biggest segment you yeah, know like that exactly you know then that's why to me you know at least even even when i talked to brandy it was very important for us to get an interview with you you know, because I know, not saying you're reclusive, but I, I know that, you know, you don't do this with everybody, yeah. you know, and I feel like you have such an amazing story that, and I know it's going to hit home with a lot of people here, and I've even got even more respect for you doing this interview and hearing your story, because I'm learning a lot of stuff that I don't even know about you, Hell yeah, you know, man. and the fact that you're in Houston, the same city as as us, mm -hmm. not this guy here, but as us, yeah. you know, and you're doing these amazing things, and it's just, it's, it's incredible, you know, right. and... uh 
And Brandon, we're very grateful to have you here and, and mm -hmm. for, for connecting this dot too, you know? I just like talking to the homies. It's good with me. I know. Yeah. It, it, feels, it feels like like, like a natural vibe, you yeah. know? You yeah. know, like, like One said, thing about Audie, he's so genuine. You know what I'm saying? All the stuff he likes was stuff. He dresses the same way he dressed before he blew up. All the stuff he likes, he liked before he blew up, you know? And I, yeah. I love that, that genuine energy you, you know? know what like brad his manager yeah this didn't just happen they've been homies for a decade plus yeah me and brad know each other 10 it's 12 cool. years it's cool for me from speaking for me is knowing like how astronomical his numbers are and that you can't even tell because he's the same audi which is cool and i will i, I want to be like that too like if i would have loved his level i would hope to act how he's acting Man, I love it. And then, like you said, you know, your, your manager, you know, his uh, his father is Scarface. Right. What are some words of wisdom? I know Scarface has talked to you. What are some words of wisdom he, he, he's given you? That's an OG. That's someone to me, even even from like my side of things, you know, like, you know, being, you know, being down with Rap-A-Lot and Mob Ties, that, you know, that's an OG that brought up Rap-A-Lot too. You know, I look up to Scarface. He's the yeah. OGest of OGs. I mean, it really is. Man, Mr. Jordan is just... I don't even, it's not even like any advice he's given. It's just been like more support. It's like, what do you want? And then like, okay. And then like, there'll be some shit he'll recommend and I'll be like a little doubtful and he'll be like, how old are you? <laughs> like 23. He's like, how old am I? Like, I, He's like, wait, how long I've been doing this? De yeah, decades. <laughs> decades. Before he was born. And I'm just like, you know what? I trust you. Like, he's always shown so much love. The, the the best memory I have, me and him were in the studio. We were, like, 15 years old. And he just came in, like, unannounced. Like, just just do a wellness check. Starts on the one. On the one. And me and him were like, what? <laughs> on the one what? And he was like, the, the snare needs to be on the one. And he just walked in at a weird time where, like, it didn't catch, but it was on the one. But it's just like shit like that. I don't know. He's just he's like he honestly, bro. He's like a second dad to me, if anything. And that's you know? awesome. That's, yeah. that, that's awesome. You know, he's family. been here with me the whole time. And family is is, is so big. And I yeah. love and I love that you know you you've hit home on that as well. And I'm not gonna lie. We're gonna need to do a part two with you. I feel like even a year from now, I'm, I want to bring you on for another one because I feel like. Every six months, every year, there's going to be something new for you, and I'm and just want to congratulate you on all your success. Thank you, bro. You know, like I said, you're, you're such a humble person. I'm grateful to have you here again. Thank you so much, Brandon, and everybody at home. This was another amazing interview. Major shout out to Auditari, and make sure that y'all give my man a follow. I already know you're probably following him. Make sure you jam him on YouTube, jam him on Spotify, and Brandon, happy early birthday, happy my brother. Birthday, bro. Cheers to many more years of health, wealth, and happiness. And with that, clearly cultured, it's a wrap, baby. I wanna, I wanna ask one question, whether you wanna cut it or not. Audie, right now, how many Instagram followers you have? How many Twitter followers you have? Uh, I deactivated my Twitter, but Instagram, uh, 89,000. So hopefully we can check back in in a year and see where he's at one year from now. I love it. I th part two is going to go crazy. Yeah. What do you think, my brother? Are you you going to come back and see us again? Yeah, this is the most fun one I've done. It's genuine. We're just chilling, yeah. Yeah, this is not some, like, corporate shit. So. And, and, and the people at home don't even know this. We literally did this off the cuff. We literally decided within about 20 minutes ago before we did this interview that yeah. we were going to do this. You know, we had him here, and it's something that I wanted to personally do, especially with having Brandon here. I'm so grateful he agreed to it. And this is, this is when you get these real, genuine, authentic moments. We can't wait for y'all to see this. 
And again, we appreciate the love and support, course, my love, brother. bro. Thank you. Shout out the closet, Mike Mills. Shout out the closet for sure. Appreciate it, guys.